Merry Christmas. Blessed Epiphany. How spontaneous are you? Clearly by being here, you are a person of routine. You are a person of habit. The third commandment says we are called to worship God and go to Mass and keep holy the Sabbath. You are here because you have a routine and a habit of being faithful to God's commandments. Many of you, God willing, have other habits and routines. Hopefully many of you pray the daily rosary. Hopefully many of you say prayers before you go to bed at night. Hopefully many of you today begin your morning with prayer. Many of you have a holy hour in our perpetual adoration chapel, and it's scheduled. Many of you have just signed up for Bible in a year, and you are forming a new habit, a routine of listening to God's Word. Routine, habit, is good. I would like to say that routine and habit is actually what then allows you and enables you to all the more be a person of spontaneity. So how spontaneous are you in your prayer? The Magi were people of spontaneity. They were men of science. They were studying. But once they began to study and something was revealed to them, they acted. And for those of you who have ever watched the documentary, The Star of Bethlehem, or you understood what was taking place in the, in the sky, they had to act fast. Because the stars were in motion and were moving. Then they arrive in Jerusalem, the place where there should be a king and a palace, there's not, so then they have to go to Bethlehem. But then what happens there in Bethlehem? They didn't find the king they were expecting, they found an infant who is God. They spontaneously responded and gave gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then they had a dream, and they were told to go home in a different way. And so they once again acted spontaneously, and they did that. The Magi are known for worshiping God. How spontaneous are we in worshiping God? I'd like to speak a little bit this morning on Damar Hamlin. It seems like much of our world this past week has been speaking of Damar Hamlin, who last Monday died during the Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals football game, and now is at the UC Medical Center. I need to tell you a little bit about why I know as much as I do about this. About three weeks before Christmas, our parish office received a phone call. The Buffalo Bills were going to be coming in town for this game, and they needed a priest to celebrate Mass for the NFL team. An individual who worked for the Renaissance downtown who has an All Saints Parish connection, said, well, you should just call that Father Meyer priest. He's crazy. He'll say Mass for the Buffalo Bills. 
So I got the phone call and I am crazy, so I said yes. Now, I didn't tell hardly anybody about this. One was because I was in like fear of my life. If my people were to hear that I was celebrating Mass for the Buffalo Bills, the opposing team. So I really did not tell anyone that I was doing this. However, on Friday of that week, it slipped out in conversation. And I accidentally told a dad of one of our current altar boys who also has graduated altar boys, alumni. So lo and behold, on Saturday afternoon, I received a random voice message from a young adult, a college student, who said, Hey, Father, I heard you're doing something pretty unique on Sunday night. I'm really good at carrying your bags. If you need any help, call me. To be honest with you, I didn't return the phone call, and for those of you who know me, I'm pretty obsessive returning voicemails and emails, but I was just like, I really don't want, I just, I'm just going to go and say Mass, like just let it go. So my day unfolds on Sunday, I say my Mass is in the morning, I'm getting busy in the afternoon, and it's like 4.30 in the afternoon, I start thinking about the fact that i got to pack up a mask kit and head over to Cincinnati, and so I was just like, I'll just call this college kid, and if he has nothing going on at this point in his life, like I'll just say like, hey, do you want to do this? So 4.30 in the afternoon, I call this young man, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing nothing. I'm like, oh, great, would you like to help me carry this stuff for the Mass today? And he's like, man, that would be awesome. I'm like, okay, meet me at the church. I'm leaving the church at 6. I get a phone call about five minutes later. He's like, can I bring my brothers? <laughs> so lo and behold, it quickly turned into the three wise men. <laughs> or the three stooges. So we pack things up. We make our way to the Renaissance. And I have celebrated other NFL Masses before, and each team has their own culture. Like some teams, they, they show up and they have like readers prepared and petitions prepared, and some teams, like they just sit there and they don't respond at all to Mass, like they don't, they don't make one response, they're just there at Mass. So I didn't know what to expect, so I walked in, one of the coaches was sitting in the front uh, in a chair and he was praying, and I just like tapped him on the shoulder, I was like, hey, uh, what's your guys' like, culture? Just want to know like, what, what, what I should expect for the Mass. And I said, do you need us to do the readings or do you do the readings? And he said, oh, Father, please. Like, we would do the readings, but only if you make us. Like, we're fine not doing the readings. I'm like, that's great. That's fantastic. So we're setting up the altar. And, of course, it's all saints. So we have six candles. We got cross. We got chalice. We got three altar cloths. Like, we're getting everything all ready to go. I look at the, at, at the guys and it's like, hey, you guys are in charge of the readings. Just figure it out, okay? Like, make it happen. I head to the back of, of the, the conference room, I put on my vestments, and I have, of course, it's All Saints Parish, so I have, like, Christmas books to hand all of them that are wrapped, you know, so I'm getting those set up in the back. We begin the Mass. Now, the Mass began at 7 o'clock, and it needed to be over at 7.25. Remember who's celebrating the Mass, Okay. So my greatest concern at this point isn't my homily, it isn't anything. It's like, I need to get this Mass over in 25 minutes. Like, I can't do that for a daily Mass. So, no chanting, no singing, say the Mass. So, sign of the cross, greeting, Gloria, 
all said, opening prayer, not chanted. I sit down, and I am like, my eyes are closed, and I, I, I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't know, even know who was going to do the reading. And so I open my eyes real quick, and I'm like, oh, wow. They chose the high school kid, and like the two college kids like took the back seat. I'm like, that's fine. So he's reading the first reading, and like my mind is like going like, wow, this is awesome. Like, what high school kid can say that he's read God's word to NFL players? Like, this is awesome. Like, and then I'm like, listen, I'm like, wow, he's reading really well, and he's not reading too fast, he's not reading too slow, and he has great volume. Like, this is fantastic. I'm so proud of this guy. Like, way to go. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Then it all changes. As my eyes are closed and I'm just sitting there beautifully praying, I just hear this. May God bless us in his mercy. My mind starts racing. What is he doing? Are you kidding me? He's chanting the psalm? Like, this kid has never read publicly before. Now all of a sudden, he's, he, he's, he thinks he's going to chant the psalm? Like, this is crazy. He didn't practice. He didn't know he was doing this. And then I'm like, I have to respond. May God bless us in his mercy. And the craziest thing is, like, with me, all these NFL players and staff are chanting with me. Like, they're literally, this guy is, like, literally leading the psalm. So then... He just opens his mouth. My eyes are closed because I'm like, if I open my eyes and I see the brothers, I'm going to lose it. Like, there's no way. Like, close your eyes. Just close your eyes. I'm praying to this young man's guardian angel. And this is what I hear. May God have pity on us and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon earth. <laughs> Among the nations, your salvation. And of course, what do I have to do? May God bless us in his mercy. I don't know what's going on in his mind, but all I know is that he realizes he needs out of this. So the next stanza sounds like this. May the nations be glad and exalt, because you rule the peoples with equity. May the nations be glad on earth. May God bless us in his mercy. Next stanza, no joke. May the peoples praise you. Oh God, may all the peoples praise you. May God bless us and may all the ends of the earth fear him. May God bless us in his mercy. Second reading, word of the Lord, gospel, homily, creed, petitions, mass ends. I'm in the back of the church. I'm shaking hands. I'm passing out books. I walk back up to the front, and one of the players is actually there. I, I, I see it happen. He's standing on one side of the altar, which is really like a banquet table, and this young man is on the other, and he's shaking his hand, and he says, great job reading. And I walk around the altar, and I give this guy a hug, and I'm just like, what on earth were you thinking? <laughs> Have you ever sung anything publicly in your life? And he pulls back, and he says to me, he said, well, it was the psalm, so I, I just thought it had to be sung, so I just opened my mouth. I was like, what would make you think that you could do that? 
And he just goes, well, I was doing it for Jesus, right? <laughs> now, those who knew that I had celebrated this Mass on Monday night as DeMar Hamlin died and then was, resist- was brought back to life, ultimately on the field, brought to the UC Medical Center, people started emailing me and calling me. I received pictures of TV screens, of ambulances, players in the field, players praying and vomiting. The game was postponed. And many of us, you and I, watched, in a certain sense, history unfold. A sports commentator for ESPN News, live on camera. And remember that ESPN is owned by Disney. So just keep this in its context. Dan Orvosky, an NFL quarterback and football analysis, on NFL Live with his two colleagues, Marcus Spear and Laura Rutledge, said this, and I quote, the following. I've heard Buffalo Bills and I've heard their organization say that we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do right now. But it's just on my heart. So I want to pray for DeMar Hamlin right now. And I'm going to do it out loud. I'm just going to close my eyes I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him now. And then Dan said this. God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, because we believe that you are God, and coming to you and praying to you has impact. We're sad. We're angry. We want answers, but some things are unanswerable. So we just want to pray and truly come to you and pray for strength for Damar and healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar. Be with his family. Give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God, But I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. And we lift up DeMar Hamlin's. We lift him up in your name. Amen. Rutledge and Spear also both added amen after his prayer. And then Rutledge said, that was beautiful. What did Dan Orvosky do? He prayed spontaneously. He could have waited until his night prayers. He could have waited until Mass. He could have waited until there was a prayer service. He could have waited for the right time and the right place, but he didn't. He prayed at the moment and in the moment where his heart was led to turn to the Lord and to surrender Damar to God. And my brothers and sisters... 
I believe the Magi point to us and show us and lead us that every single one of us is called to always be orientated toward the worship of God. We admire these men who fall to their knees, who fall prostrate, which means face front, on the ground, in prayer and supplication before God. And we are called, every single one of us, are called in spontaneous prayer to erupt before God at moments in our lives. Now I will tell you that there have been critics this past week and they're already out there. Why are we praying for NFL football players? Why aren't there people praying for the children in children's hospital? Why aren't newscasters breaking out into prayer for the unborn on the 5 o'clock evening news? I don't have answers to those questions. But all I know is that on Monday night, there was only one game on television. And many people saw a man die, and they've never seen anyone die in their life. And that was a reason for people to pray. And people did pray. And it's a lesson for us to never forget that we should not be afraid to pray. We should not be afraid to turn to the Lord. We should not be afraid to worship God. I look at a high school boy who stood in front of football players and sang God's praises with no fear. And yet many of us have fear to say prayers before meals in restaurants because we're afraid of what someone will think of us. When our co-workers and our friends come to us and they tell us that they have cancer or their mom have cancer or their husband lost their job or their child is addicted or their child has left the faith, do we at that moment say, you believe in prayer and I believe in prayer. Can we pray together right now? Because it's the right thing to do. Because we're people of faith. We're people who believe we're people who know that we're directed and orientated towards something beyond us that's real and alive and that dwells in our midst. These magi, they arrived in Bethlehem and they offered their treasures. They opened up their treasures and they gave them to Jesus. I will tell you, my brothers and sisters, that every single one of you has a treasure that we need to open up and not be afraid to give away. And that treasure is prayer. That treasure is petition. That treasure is the ability to look at a brother or to look at a sister or to look at someone who's grieving or mourning or depressed or full of anxiety and say, I believe in prayer. And can we pray right now? We should not be afraid. And the example of a sports commentator and a high school boy and three magi stand before us this Sunday and invite us, I believe, in a beautiful way to worship the Lord. A routine is good. Schedule is good. Please, do not abandon that. But the routine and the schedule should thrust us all the more to be people of spontaneity, to be people of prayer for the church, for our brothers and for our sisters. As we imitate these magi today, let us do so in their spontaneity, in their creativity, in their boldness, 
And let us be people of prayer. And in doing so, change the world. Through God's grace, may it be so.